When I was preaching full-time, I devised a theory of how sermons ought to be selected. I never put it into practice, but I had this really good theory that we ought to preach the same thing all the time in a one-year rotation. Fifty, fifty-two sermons, preach them this year, preach the same ones next year. Some advantage to that. Number one, you'd get better at it, so that every year that sermon ought to be a little better. Uh, but the reason I thought of that was because of the way God did things in the Old Testament. The Hebrews heard the same thing every year. At least on the big feast days, they were told to tell this story. And every new generation heard that story over and over again. By the time they were adults, they had heard it 20 times. Uh, there must be something good in that. Now, the hard part's deciding which 50 things to talk about. <laughs> I never quite got that worked out. Uh, at one time, I thought, well, maybe you could do a two-year rotation. Pick a hundred things that are worth covering and that everybody ought to know and everybody ought to hear. And you just go over and over them and people would get it, hopefully. But that's not the way preachers preach. Uh, some of them do, maybe. But I, I always look at something and I say, I ought to talk about that. And I think, well, I just talked about that. And I'll look it up. Maybe it was ten years ago. But I said, well, they, they've heard it. They'll remember it. I, I don't need to go over that again. Um, so I never did the, the one-year, two-year rotation thing. Uh, but I tell you all that because when I was asked by Toby to preach this day, uh, I thought, okay, I'll do class. I'll just expand on class for Sunday morning. And then Sunday night, I don't know what I'll do. And then it occurred to me that... This was an anniversary. I mentioned that this morning. Uh, this Sunday is the 79th anniversary of Northside's first worship service in their building. Now, they'd met in a school for a few months, but uh, on December the 3rd, 1939, uh, the Northside Church of Christ assembled in their new facility at 20th and Jackson. And I thought, well, I ought to talk about that. And then I thought, well, I've told that story just four years ago, five years ago. Uh, 2014 was our 75th anniversary, and we talked a lot about the history of Northside. But my guess is there's some of you here tonight that weren't here in 2014. Uh, and even if you were... This is better than a one-year rotation. This is a four-year rotation. Now, it's not the same sermon. It's just the same kind of topic. So what I want to talk about tonight, after that lengthy introduction, is a blessed church. And not just a church in general, but Northside. Now, this congregation, uh, I believe, has been blessed been in existence, like I said, for 79 years, and a lot of things have changed, but we continue to be blessed. Uh, let me just give you a quick history for those of you that were here on 75th anniversary. You've seen some of these before, but this is a 
very small sprinkling of them, just to give you a little north side history. Uh, whoops. There. Uh, those five people were the ones that were still alive, and I don't even know when this was taken, 50 years after Northside started. Uh, and those of you that were here for a while know who they were. Uh, these five and 33 other adults started Northside. They were charter members of the Northside congregation. Bill Mox on the left, uh, he was 35 years old when Northside started. When I met him, he was a little older than that. Uh, Pete and Doris, Titus, the next two in line, uh, when Northside started, they were newlyweds, a brand new married couple, and they helped start a new congregation. Mamie Bethel was kind of the matriarch of Northside, and T.A. Davis on the right there uh, was a charter member and originally uh, well, he preached for a while for Northside and then was an elder and died when he was like 98 or something, I think, not too long ago. Uh, so you know, if you've been here very long, you know some of them. Uh, but they started Northside, and here they're a lot older than when they started Northside. Uh, a young group of people started Northside. And another church helped start Northside. It was the East Side Congregation called then, which later became First and Matthewson, which later became Central, which later became Riverwalk. Uh, they were just an East Side and a West Side church in town, and the East Side uh, thought we need a group of Christians on the North Side of town. And so they helped start the North End Congregation. Uh, it, Brought in a preacher and had meeting, tent meetings, and uh, then went to school for a while, and in 39 finally uh, started, built the building after meeting in Waco School for a few months. Uh, they bought a lot at 20th and Jackson for $450 and built a basement, put a roof on the basement, and that's where they had church. Uh, they met first in that basement on Thanksgiving Day. They had a worship service. Uh, in 39, and then the next Sunday, December the 3rd, they met for Sunday worship. Uh, they soon built a building over that basement. Uh, I say soon, it was 1944. It took them five years. They met in that basement, and then they built this old red brick building that some of you may remember. Uh, well, you may be so old you remember it, but you're so old you forgot you remember it. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's been torn down for a while. Uh, I think 62 is when it went away, but that was the building they built over the basement. Uh, how they built it, and some of this history may not be interesting to you, I just think it's interesting, and it's the story of Northside. Uh, Eastside Congregation bought a new building that they moved into, and they gave Northside the old building that they were meeting in, and uh, I think the new one they bought was on uh, Cleveland Avenue, if you remember that. Anyhow, the old one, Northside tore it down and used all the material to build this building. Uh, it was 1944. You couldn't buy lumber. You couldn't buy bricks. You couldn't buy material. Uh, so a lot of it was reused in the building. In fact, I saw one picture of that old building they tore down, and I think those front two banisters came from that old building. Uh, well, they were slides, actually, but 
You can call them banisters or whatever you want, but uh, I think they came from that old building. Picture's not very good. Uh, that house next door is where our teenagers met after Northside bought that building after a few years. Uh, before they bought that building, the youth group walked a block and a half to an elder's house to have their youth class. There wasn't room in the basement for everybody to have class. So that's how it started in 1962. Uh, we built this building. Uh, well, I had another picture of it there. That's the outside of it, 1962. And that was built where the little white house was. Here's the inside of it. Down the outside aisles were the classrooms right inside the building. And... Uh, I don't know what it seated, probably 400, something like that at the most, maybe less. Uh, that was in 62, and then in 1975, they tore down the old red brick building and built an educational building that had uh, two floors and a basement and multi-purpose room in the basement and class offices and classrooms on the other two floors. Um, so it kept growing. And then in the 90s, number one, we'd outgrown these buildings. Number two, the neighborhood had gotten dangerous. Uh, we had to hire security guards at every meeting. Uh, visitors would report about the drive-by shootings they drove through on the way to church. Uh, so it was getting a little spooky around there. And... It was landlocked, so we couldn't buy any more ground or do anything else. So uh, the leaders at that time bought this piece of property, and in mid-'90s somewhere, I forget what year, we broke ground exactly where you're sitting. Uh, there was a rope laid out around this facility, what it was going to look like, and uh, some of the old-timers helped break ground, and we started on this adventure uh, in December of 96, moved into this building. You might notice it looks a little different out front. Uh, moved into, not, we didn't move into here in December, we moved into there, the multi-purpose room, because this wasn't finished, uh, but we'd sold the old building, so we had to get out. And we moved into here in May of 1997, so we've been here 22 years almost. Uh, on, at this location, and we've expanded this room since and the other room since we've been here. Uh, so, overall history, uh, here's a picture of a Northside Fellowship, uh, late 50s sometime, probably 57, 58, somewhere in there, over in the old Riverside Park, had a potluck over there after church. Uh, that was it. Uh, recently, not too long ago, uh, the north side looked a little more like this. This was a family camp a few years ago, but probably the, the biggest group we had at family camp. And fellowships look a little different than they did 79 years ago or even 50 years ago. Uh, so I show you all that, uh, partly to show how we've been blessed, but leading me into the topic of a church that's blessed. Uh, when I go other places, people ask me sometimes, how's Northside doing? How are things at Northside? And my general standard answer, we, we keep being blessed. Uh, good things keep happening. Uh, 
the people keep coming and we keep doing new and different things, we we just keep being blessed. And the question is, what are we blessed with? Or one of the first questions that I'd like to answer tonight. Uh, and I would say we've been blessed with at least these five things. Uh, from the pictures, you can tell we've been blessed with nice facilities. Uh, looking around, this is a nice facility. Twenty-some years old, but still looks basically new and very functional. A little tight in a few places, but it's still very nice. Uh, that first building was a basement, and the basement was in an area that flooded all the time, by the way, in 1939. Uh, so the baptistry had a dual purpose. It also had a sump pump in it. And uh, when it flooded, uh, that's where the water got pumped out. Uh, so it was a little bit different than what we've got now. When we built the building above, the classes moved to the basement, all the classes, kids' classes. And I even remember this. They were divided by curtains. There weren't walls down there yet. There were curtains that were set up, and kids' classes were right next to each other. Uh, those of you that have the luxury of the safari wing and uh, the other wing for kids, uh, you might imagine it would be a little hard to teach a class with a class through a curtain on each side. Uh, but we've been blessed with good facilities. Uh, I noticed in the records that air conditioning was added in the 50s. Uh, before that, there wasn't any air conditioning. And if you looked at that old, old building, it was not only not handicap accessible, it was almost not humanly accessible. Uh, those front steps were a long ways <laughs> up for anybody over the teenage years, uh, but that's the way they built church buildings back then. Anyhow, so we've been blessed with facilities, we've been blessed with money. Uh, I've been around quite a while, and some of you have been around longer. Uh, I cannot remember a time uh, when we lacked the money to do something good. Uh, when something good came up, some opportunity, uh, whether it was hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, we were blessed with the money to do it. Uh, I told you this morning that original basement cost $2,300 uh, to build. Uh, to open services in the, that basement, they borrowed chairs from the east side congregation. That's what people sat on. And after a couple of years, uh, they spent $312 to buy 160 metal chairs. Uh, $312 was a lot of money back then. Well, there was money for those chairs, and there's money for Know Your Bible, and there's been money for uh, every opportunity that we're given. We've been blessed with money. We've been blessed with numbers uh, from 38 people up to the 1,000 on the roll now. Uh, and if you think about how many leave every year, uh, moved away, go to college, get married, whatever, they're replaced. I don't know how many thousands have been Northsiders over the years. Uh, we're blessed with that. We've been blessed with talent. Uh, Northside's unique in that, I think, or seems unique to me. Uh, 
not only do we have the money for any opportunity, we usually got somebody that can do it. Uh, whatever comes up that needs done, some needs taught or needs designed or built or organized or promoted or uh, run, we just seem to have somebody around here that can do it. Uh, and they may be new. God may have just sent them to us. Uh, but we've got somebody with the talent to do it. Uh, not many churches start their own TV program internally. Uh, there's no other church in the Brotherhood uh, that started a women's ministry uh, like the women's conference internally. Uh, we've been blessed with unbelievable talent, and we've been blessed with leadership. Uh, we've always had solid men and women uh, to step into leadership roles. Every ministry that comes up, uh, whether we need deacons or elders or somebody to run a women's conference or to teach the younger women in Titus two groups or whatever, we got somebody that will step up and do that. Uh, we have been overly blessed. Uh, but I just put that question in first because that's not the real question. That question is about how we've been blessed or what we've been blessed with. I think a more important question is why has Northside been blessed? Because there are not many congregations blessed like this one. Uh, so let me go through the few things I thought of quickly of why I think Northside has been blessed and see if that's helpful in any way. Uh, one thing I think that has led to our blessing is that Northside's always focused on youth and family. Always been that way. Uh, some of the churches that were in North uh, Wichita in the 30s and 40s and 50s aren't around anymore. Uh, they got old. They died. Uh, Northside's always had a focus on youth and family, uh, whether it's teaching children between cloth curtains or teaching them, then a very fancy safari wing, kids have been taught. Uh, the youth group has been paid attention to. Uh, this youth group thinks they sit up front. Uh, you guys don't sit up front. When I was a teenager, we sat up front. Uh, in fact, the chairs that the youth group sat on were right there. <laughs> uh, on the floor, the stage wasn't much higher, and the stage wasn't very big, but there was a little corner over here, and there were metal chairs over there, and that's where the youth group sat, facing the preacher, and side view to all our mamas and daddies. You wonder why I'm traumatized. Uh, <laughs> that was a tough upbringing. Uh, we sat up front. Okay. But the youth group's always done that at Northside. Uh, I've visited a, a number of churches and talking about know your Bible and things, and I go to some where the youth group sits way back there. Or something. I just think, this is really weird. This is not the way you do church. Um, Northside does it that way. There's always been a focus there. Uh, I have some of the old records from the original Northside in the first business meeting, uh, the first thing they settled was who was going to teach the kids. And um, bear in mind, it was a very small group. Uh, so Mamie Bethel got everybody under 12, and T.A. Davis got everybody above 12. That was how they assigned 
the teaching. Uh, but it was the first order of business. See who's going to teach the kids. Uh, Northside youth groups always been on mission trips and teen camps. Uh, we added the family camp to that 30-some years ago. Uh, Northside's always been a good place uh, to raise kids. Been a good place for a family. I think God blesses that. Uh, secondly, I thought, well, Northside's also been blessed because Northside's a generous place. I said God's always blessed us with the money to do things. Uh, he promised to do that, but only if you're generous. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, uh, 10 11, yeah. Uh, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Uh, so which came first? Uh, generosity came first. Uh, God's blessed us for that. When Northside started 79 years ago, uh, the average wage was 35 cents an hour. Uh, that meant, I figured this up, the entire congregation, assuming that mostly men worked and most of the women stayed home, uh, given a little leeway one way or the other, the whole congregation probably made a total income of $400 a week. $400 a week was what the whole church took in. Uh, but if you read through the minutes of what that new church did and the, the business meeting minutes and things, there are always new things starting to give money to. Orphan home after orphan home after missionary after missionary. Uh, the list of missions that Northside has supported uh, over the 79 years is too long to read, really. Uh, dozens of them. And we have some great ones right now that we're focusing on. Uh, but Northside's always done that. Uh, however little money there was during the war or whenever, uh, that was a priority. Helping other places. The list of churches in Kansas that got started with help from Northside, not just in Kansas, other states too. Uh, I did list some of those. Eureka, Marion, uh, Andover, Milford, Norwich, Junction City, Westlink, Hayes, Russell, Clearwater. All of those are churches in Kansas that started uh, with the help of Northside. Financial contribution. Northside's always been generous. God's blessed us because of that. Uh, Northside has always placed a high value on truth. And I don't think that can be uh, underestimated on how God blesses that. Uh, and I don't just mean truth. I mean the Scripture, uh, the Bible. There's always been a focus on preaching the Bible. Uh, and you've never been any place but Northside, uh, that's not all that standard these days. Uh, you can hear a lot of things preached a lot of places. Uh, you can hear a lot of motivational things and a, uh, a lot of feel-good things and a lot of social justice things, but you, 
Don't hear a lot of Bible some places. Uh, Northside's always been pretty insistent on that even, uh, and pretty serious about it. Uh, I figured up that I was the 11th pulpit preacher at Northside, Toby's number 12, uh, 12 in almost 80 years. And if you calculate that a couple of them didn't last very long, uh, that's a pretty long average for preachers anywhere. Uh, but Northside has always done that. And the interesting thing is, uh, the ones that stay those long years uh, pretty well preach the Bible. And I found a quote that I thought was very, very telling, very informative. Uh, T.A. Davis, whose picture I showed you first, uh, charter member and all that, um, went on to be a preacher and an elder. We have a video interview that we interviewed some of the charter members in 1993. And T.A. was in his 90s by then, I'm sure. And the interviewer asked him lots of questions, and he talked about them in that high-pitched little squeaky voice of his, if you remember. And one thing they asked him was about some of the preachers, and he got to talking about one preacher uh, who was a former missionary that Northside had hired and that didn't stay around very long. And in the interview, here's what T.A. said, uh, he didn't quite suit what we thought was right down to the truth exactly. Uh, he was a little bit high on some things and wasn't quite strong enough on the Bible. The elders thought they better move on from him. And later in the interview, somebody asked, the interviewer asked him, what advice would you have for today's church? His advice was, go back to the Bible. We don't need to hear what John Henry said or some poetry somebody wrote. Let us hear, this is what the Lord said. Uh, if you know T.A., you can almost hear him saying that. Uh, T.A. could pretty well quote the whole Bible and did so <laughs> in his sermons. Uh, so he, he was a believer in the high value on truth and a high value on the Scriptures. Uh, fourth thing I thought of was that we've been blessed uh, because good people have always served. Uh, you can always get somebody to step up and do the job here. There may be an exception somewhere, but that's probably an indication that thing doesn't need to be done. If something needs to be done, we got somebody who'll step up and do it. Uh, and good people have served for almost 80 years now. Uh, God provides the talent, but somebody's got to use that talent. And people step up and serve, uh, whether it's teaching those kids between the curtains, uh, any kind of church business that needs to be taken care of, the youth groups, all the things I mentioned. Uh, back in the 30s and 40s, uh, the members would get a call when they needed to go sandbag the church building. Uh, put the sandbags, fill them up, and put it around the building and keep it from flooding. And when the Arkansas River got too high, they'd then start bailing out the basement. Uh, over the sandbags. So that was the kind of servants we had then. Uh, do you understand? What if we said today we're going to 
take an old church building across town and we're going to go tear it down and we're going to build a new church building out of the pieces. I think we could get it done, but that's still kind of an amazing thing uh, that Northsiders did that. Uh, that's the kind of thing we've always had around here. Uh, and all of those notable and unnoticed services are what made Northside what it is today. It's taken somebody to step up and say, I'll do that. And Northside always seems to have one. Uh, I thought as I was walking in, the, the valet parkers, uh, there's something that I'm not sure any other church does that. There may be somebody somewhere. Uh, but somebody here had that idea, and good men stepped up to serve, and uh, we've got senior citizens and others that think that's the greatest thing in the world, and it is. There's a need there. Uh, so somebody always steps in and serves. God blesses service. And last thing I thought of was that Northside's always, I think, walked by faith. Uh, for 79 years, it's been a faith walker. Uh, we did a series on that one time about people who walked by faith, and I think Northside is a congregation that has walked by faith uh, to buy a lot and build a building in the basement even uh, right at the end of the Depression, 1939, when you're making 35 cents an hour. is a pretty good step of faith, it seems to me. Uh, and I know inflation, we could figure out what those dollars were like and all that, but that's still a pretty good leap of faith. Uh, building a building in 1944, in the middle of the war, when you can't buy anything, you can't go to Lowe's and get a two before. You know, say, we're going to build a building. A pretty good step of faith. Uh, leaving that neighborhood that we'd been in for 60 years took a leap of faith. Uh, and I remember when the elders began to ask whether we should do that or not, the, of course, the young people were all for it. But young people don't always have a lot of money. Uh, so the kind of the key to whether this would work or not was whether would the older people, uh, some of the still charter members around, would uh, contribute, would basically pay for this building when they were going to be dead in a few years. And I remember some of them's answer. I especially remember Brother Vaughn Clark. He said he was going to contribute to it, and he wasn't going to be around to see it. But the next generation needed it. Uh, that's a step of faith. And Northside does that kind of thing. Uh, signing a TV contract for a year when we didn't have the money was a pretty big step of faith. Uh, beginning a women's conference that nobody even knew what a women's conference was, uh, basically based on a, a prayer that God was going to fill this building with women. Took a leap of faith. And I could go on naming lots of things, but the, the basic bottom line is that God blesses faith. You read Hebrews' faith chapter. Uh, when people move by faith and do things by faith, God blesses them. He counts them righteous, too, but he blesses them. Okay, that's my history sermon and thoughts about why God has blessed us.
uh, we have been blessed with facilities and money and numbers and talent and uh, leadership. And I think it's because Northside has always done these five things and a number of other things that we don't have time to talk about. Uh, I guess the final question is, is God going to continue to bless us? Well, if we continue to do these things and the other things we do, uh, I think it's pretty plain he will. You read back through the story of the Israelites now, and you see them being blessed and then getting in trouble and being blessed and getting in trouble. How clear is it to us now when we look at it? You know, God, God said, you treat me as God, you obey my word, you serve me, and I'll bless you, I'll take care of you. And when they didn't, off they went into captivity. All the troubles started. And then they'd turn around and say, all right, we're going to serve you like we ought to, and he'd bless them again. Uh, it's pretty clear that if you do the right things, uh, God will bless us. I think this is pretty clear here. Uh, I mentioned some of the churches that were around in the 40s and 50s when Northside started, well, right after Northside started, there Northside was the third one in town, but a lot of them arose after that. Uh, I've got some old, old directories that list all the churches in town, and not many of them around anymore. Uh, they've come and gone in the 79 years that Northside has been here. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of reasons and some good reasons, uh, but my point is there are a lot of congregations haven't been blessed like Northside. I think we've done some things right, and I think we've served a great God who's recognized that. So uh, hopefully that helps some of you newcomers to understand Northside a little bit better and pretty good way to celebrate the 79th anniversary of Northside's first meeting. lesson is yours. If you're here tonight and need to respond to the Lord's invitation in any way, we'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, Brent's going to come lead us in song. Let's stand and sing. If you need to come, come.